Welcome back to Nortex Radio, episode 40. Uh, it's July 31st, one day from August. We got a, we got a good one coming today. Um, trade deadline coming up, a couple stars rumors, uh, and the Cowboys. We got training camp going on. Um, biggest takeaway I saw so far, just jumping right in, um, Gallup is pretty much came out and said that it's not realistic that he's going to be ready week one. Didn't say anything else either about when, week two, week three, week four. All he said was that it's not reasonable that he's going to be ready by week one. That's the biggest thing I've taken away. So now, who who's our number two? CD's, CD's one, obviously. Who do we go at two? I mean, who? what's our receiving core looking at, like, at this point? Yeah, biggest thing that I've seen so far, um, just early in training camp, a um, lot of lot of James Washington reps, man. And so I don't. It's like you said, I the the Gallup statement kind of leaves us in the dark about a little bit. Like, if not one, then is it week two? Is it week three? Does that mean week six? Um, and I think that was like that news was orchestrated on purpose. Um, but I think there's, there's definitely been, um, there's been a lot more camera on James Washington the last two days. Um, and it, I don't think that's by coincidence. No, it, there has been a whole lot of James Washington. I mean, we're seeing it a lot. You get on Twitter and there's a lot of James on there, but yeah, like, like that statement, it just comes out and it's, is there something behind the scenes medically that they're not telling us like are we looking at a month into the season two months like is this worse than what we're expecting that's, I mean, we're that's yeah that's what I'm afraid of especially just coming out and saying oh he's not going to be ready for week one like if it if, if there was more of like oh you know he's expected to miss you know three weeks or something like that like the the uncertainty and like not having a timeline is more alarming than actually oh, yeah. having uh, having a timeline. So, so I mean, with that news, you're, we're looking at you, you. might as well start planning without him because we don't know when that's going. So, yep. like we said, there's a lot of James Washington going on. Um, expect to see him on the field a lot. Uh, and then now this makes well, what was Tolbert? Was that third, fourth round? Yeah. Uh, that makes third. that pick bigger, and which they've said pretty early on that expect to see that man on the field. Like, they got high praise about him. So, yeah. right now, it really feels like that's your one, two, three out of the gate without Gallup. Um, I don't hate it. I don't love it. Um, I want to see more of Jalen because, I mean, he's a rookie from South Alabama. Didn't get to see a whole lot of that. Don't got a whole lot of South Alabama games on TV. So, hopefully, the scouts saw something there. Obviously, that's why we were so high on taking him. Uh, hopefully, he can step up and make a big, big impact. But then after that, now we're really getting iffy. Yeah. If we go, like, wide outs, just empty backfield, what are we doing now? Because now we're looking at – Noah Brown. We, Noah Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we just signed Kevontae Turpin. 
Yeah, just signed Quante Turpin, uh, the MVP of the USFL. Kind of a little guy, but super fast. And what I've kind of read in on him is he may be more of a special teams guy. I mean, he could – Cedric wasn't a big guy. So, I mean, he may actually come in and help put him in the slot, see what happens. But he's so quick that – I mean, hell, look at the receivers that have over the past, like, five years, what they've done, those small, fast receivers. That might be a steal. But that's what to look at. Noah Brown, um, Simi Fioco, like, when we get to, like, a no-back set, we're really starting to get slim pickings. Because then if, even if you want to go tight end, Dalton Schultz, what are we rolling with after that? Uh-huh. So, I mean, if we yep. get any sort of just passing formation, like, we're we're getting thin. But the Gallup news is scary. We might see more Pollard out there as well. I mean, you, you could be running something where you, you can do empty back set, but, I mean – with backs just in wide receiver, you know, slots. Right. Uh, so you say you may see a Zeke and Pollard out there and then you know, Pollard splits that wide, you know, or whatever. Like start them both in the back and then shift one out on the line. So I think you can have some creativity there. But, yeah, it's 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 a little alarming not knowing your number two or number three guy, you know. I yeah. think you guys are right. I think social media is really pushing James Washington. Um, but – which, I mean, it's great, but not knowing when Gallup's coming back is uh, terrifying, absolutely terrifying. Yeah, it, it, and, and a receiver core that is – that, again, is questionable. And I think the reason why they're not talking about it is that, like, we traded away great receivers because uh, Gallup will be back. Now Gallup's not back. Yeah, <laughs> and so, I was about to say that. This this isn't us going into last year where you got Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup. We're not worried about a damn thing. That's the least of our worries is our receivers. Yeah. But now it's like, oh, shit, okay, maybe we need to focus over here a little bit. And now how how bad does that – how bad will that Cooper trade affect us? That's mm-hmm. going to be a big key. And let Wilson walk. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, it, it's like the two – like, if you keep Wilson and let uh, and Cooper go, it doesn't feel as bad. Right? Like, we saw a lot of great things with Celtic Wilson last week, last year, like – like, you know, even if he's the number two, like, no one's really that afraid because he had a lot of a lot of bright, bright shining moments last year. But, like, you, you got – you trade away Amari, which I still think was a good thing. That's fine. Like, we can do that. We let Wilson go because we want to pay the money he was going to get. Okay. But if you're talking about a month or six weeks of Gallup being gone, that trade looks a lot worse, which is why I think they're intentionally just saying, oh, well, not week one. Because right. in minicamp, you got cameras in front of your face. You know, Jerry is, you know, and his posse. I mean, they're they're doing you know interviews all week, and that question does not need to come up. So it's yeah. just oh, well, maybe week one, maybe we miss it. That's fine. But yeah. we we'll be, we'll be looking at the bye week and not see them. That's yeah. the terrifying part. So I I don't know what they're gonna do there. I don't either. That's that's my biggest takeaway from from training camp is the Gallup news. Um, other than that, uh, rookies seem to be doing well. Uh, biggest one I'm excited about, if, if, if we just choose a player, I'm most excited to see is Jabril Cox. I'm so excited to see him back. Had bad luck, got the ACL tear in like week mm-hmm. five last year. Um, the videos have been great. Uh, lateral movements have been fucking phenomenal. 
and you throw him back there with Micah, that's a deadly linebacker. Mm -hmm. So out of everybody, that's the most excited I'm, I am to see, like, what he does in training camp, how good he looks, and what he's going to bring to the table, like, coming into this year. Yeah, I'm excited about Sam Williams. That's second-round pick. Rookie, I've a defensive end. I think he's going to do great. Um, he's going pretty good flashes there in training camp as well. Um, we can use as much depth in our, you know, in that, you know, middle defense as, as we can. So, you know, getting some more options on a third down in the blitz package or whatever, just to have more athletes out there, I'm all for it. But he's, he's been doing well in, in camp, it looks like. So I'm excited to see him for sure. Oh, yeah. Anything left on the Cowboys? Try to move a little quicker. Nothing left. It's nah. it's coming up. It's sneaking up. It is. It's two yeah. weeks. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it. it's fucking hundred. I mean, tomorrow outside. is August. August is official football month. Yeah, it's it's yeah, football. We'll get the first games <laughs> in August. It's football. So we're there. Taste it. Yeah. Congratulations. Welcome. Um. <laughs> No Mavs news uh, this week, so we'll, we'll go to the Stars. Um, we've been waiting on this for a long time. What is going to happen with John Klingberg? Um, we've talked about it for months. What's going to happen? Didn't move him at the deadline. Couldn't find an extension. Hit the end of the season. Shit kind of went stale for a while. Okay, now we're talking maybe can we swing him back? What'll, what's going to happen? Uh, signed a one-year deal in Anaheim. Um, we knew, kind of knew that was coming, but sucks to see him go. Um, I don't know if y'all want to hit anything on Klingberg, but yeah, one year, seven million and high. Uh, yeah, he's getting, pretty much getting a prove it deal. That's what it looks like. Um, I think he's going to do well in Anaheim. Uh, I think Anaheim's going to be sneaky good, uh, honestly. Uh, I think he's going to do a lot, a lot for, for that team. Um, but, yeah, he's pretty much just – so he has been looking for a long-term deal, good, good to get money. He didn't get it. Um, so Anaheim was willing to pay him bigger bucks for shorter term. So he's he's going to take that and kind of do that prove it deal. Now, will he stay in Anaheim after this year? That I don't know. And I think it's really going to depend on what Anaheim does at the trade deadline because um, they have a lot of young talent. And uh, so it's going to really depend on – on where they kind of move, you know, throughout the season, how well they're, they're playing. But I do like, I mean, I do like their young stars there in uh, for the Ducks. So I, I think having a clean burn around will be good for them. Um, it sucks for us to leave. But, like, I mean, about, I mean, we we can't pay them $7 million. Like, we can't. Like, that's not like – even if, like, we're talking about us giving them a one-year deal to keep them around, kind of like we did with Pavs in the middle of the season where we just, you know, extend them for the year. Um like, I'm, I mean, I'm sure they had talked about it all year for Klingberg. That's not what he was interested in. And he ends up taking one, but, like, there's we couldn't pay him seven. No. And we'd what, be lucky what'd if we you say our cap space was? Uh, we're at, like, uh, 13, I, think we're at, uh, I think it was 11, 11.4 is what we have, like, kind of estimated cap space right now. That's if we don't get rid of anybody if we're to do any type of trades. Um, oh, yeah. But, like, you know, it's just kind of like the – and, again, that's without robo or otter contracts. I mean, so – that 11, 11.4 really kind of feels like two or three, you know? So I think that if we, like, in order to get a deal done with Klingberg, we would have had to drop, you know, like we probably would have had to get rid of somebody else, you know, either Karyanov or, 
maybe Foxa, and I don't know if anyone's really willing to do that. Um, just like they have, like you know, Fox has got a four million dollar contract this year, so it's like you know, we're gonna drop him out to keep Klingberg, and then we still don't have answers for Robo Rotter. Uh, we're still running out of room, even with that. But I don't think we ever could have given Klingberg seven. I don't think that was ever considered or talked about. It's just we don't have the space for it, you know. Right. So, so those deals need to get done. So, um, so he, oh, he's got to prove a deal. Um, farewell. Thank you for all the good times. I hope you crush it and get a big fat contract anywhere, anywhere you can. Like I, I want to see Klingberg be successful. He never, I mean, he was never like wanting out of Dallas. He made a point that he loves it here. Like I feel like he did, has done nothing to mistreat the Dallas fan base at all. Just couldn't get the numbers to work, and it's got to move on. So, yeah, if you're throwing Klingberg hate out there, like as a Stars fan, like that's fucked up. You're wrong. <laughs> you're in the wrong. It just it just didn't work out. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think that's the one thing probably Anaheim is missing. I don't. I think they're not really at like a a position to where they make a push for the cup. But I think uh, they were, especially with Zegris and, um, you know, they had Ryan Strom. Um, they have a good offensive set. But, I mean, I think they really were lacking on the defensive end. So, it's, uh, it's much less risky for them to go out and spend seven. Maybe they so, need a goalie. Maybe they can take Kadobin off our hands. Yeah. <laughs> Be up a little more space. <laughs> also, I mean, at what point do we start to worry about the Ottinger and Robo deal not getting done yet? When when do we start? When do we start to worry about that? Because now there, I mean, there shouldn't be a lot of other transactions for us to make. So when when are we going to start worrying about making sure we secure those two guys before? something else comes along. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I don't, I don't know. I, just like I said last week, I still think that like we, like until we, like with Kling, now we know Klingberg's gone. I think we got to bring in another defender. And I still think that the deal's not getting made till like Dallas is like wrapped up free agency, right? Like until they're done buying, they really aren't gonna, we're not going to see those deals. I'm sure they've been, the numbers been floated around. And yeah. I think the really the biggest thing is like you know <clears throat> if they're going to front load the contracts or back load them, right? Like, mm -hmm. see, so you know, hey, will you take three this year and five next year, and then seven? You know, can we do something like that, or can we do, you know, maybe three, five now, two million signing, and then four the rest of the way out? So I think that's that's the kind of where we're still waiting on those contracts, kind of see what we do with free agency this like still all the rumors if you're on stars twitter which if you're not get on there we say it every week it's a fantastic place to be but if you're on stars twitter like the biggest rumor uh right now is patrick kane uh, from the blackhawks um has been showing some interest i don't think it is um but i mean it's like anything's possible i mean the blackhawks are are always on sale you know what i mean like they're just they're in a rebuild again they've been in a perpetual four-year rebuild and uh, they're starting over again. They started over like two years ago, and then two years before that. So, um, like, was it Taves and, and Kane have been there the whole time for all of you know their three cup runs and you know the three rebuilds they've had in their career, which is just insane. 
Um, so, you know, Kane probably could leave for less money, but I still, I don't still see he is an old defender. But I mean, it's like, I don't know. I, I just would, my fear is running into like that kind of suitor territory where you take an old veteran coming in, you give him like a decent contract, and you're kind of stuck with them. Uh, I don't think we can afford to do that. So. Well, and the way it's looking too, like what I've been reading is it's not going to be cheap. So we're looking at a high pick, if not high pick plus a high prospect. And do we right. really want to do that? I would. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It just it just worries me, I guess, because we're going to lose. I think we lose one or two picks, and and it's still like with him playing wing, like it doesn't really. If if we were going to do that, why why would we not offload? Um, you know, say we offload two of our forwards that we already had, Gurionov and somebody else. Mm-hmm. Hold hold on to Klingberg and then make the Kane deal. So right. I don't. I I mean I think some of the stuff probably similar to what you read, Lars, is like yeah, this is like first and second round pick in 2023 is one of the hypotheticals for us to get Kane. Like er, that, that seems like a big, like Ryan Suter type. We, we front end a lot of capital and we don't really know. This one says 23 first round, 24 third round and Wyatt Johnston. No, not happening. I can tell you that. Yeah. That's stupid. So yeah, I, Oh, this is a first, a second, Maverick Morg and Logan Stankovic. Probably going to no pass way. on that, too. No, yeah. There's, I mean, I, I, I don't want to give up my young stars. Now, the only way I can see it working now, I'm okay with, like, a third round. I, I wouldn't, like, give it up the first round. Like, a third round, and if we can dump some contract, or, you know, if we can right. dump some cap space, like, you know, like, if, if they'll take Kudobin, who's, like, like 3.5 this year, he's going to be playing the Texas Stars, you know? Like, like Wedgwood's going to be our backup. He's making $1 million. The guy playing, you know, for the Texas Stars, making three point five. Like, so if they want to eat that contract, you know, which yeah, they, they could use a goalie. And I mean, in Chicago, you know, could use a goalie, but they want to spend the money there. No, but it's like, it's like, like if we can't dump some cap space, like it's like if we're talking about not, we're talking about current players and not, you know, uh, picks because I, I don't think we should give up any of our or any of our prospects. I don't think we should be giving up Stankoven. Oh, don't like. I feel like if you if you give up a Kudobin like a contract dump, you're gonna have to go ahead and throw in a prospect in there too, though. If you're trying to free that space, I mean, because they're gonna want something in return for taking that contract on. So I I would love to dump that, but at the same time, you're probably gonna have to make up for it with something else to make them want to take it off. Yeah, and with them in a rebuild, they're gonna want our young talent. You know right. what I mean? So that's the other thing. It's like, like they may not want the picks. Like to me, you can give the picks instead of the, the the prospect talent and then dump some. You know, people that can start. I just just not really what Chicago's looking for. So I don't see any way we're getting a, a deal for Patrick Kane done. Um, I don't think we should be trading any prospects for it. I don't think we should be getting a long term deal on it. Like to me, I would if we're going to be doing all this stuff, I would have rather have done that and kept Klingberg. Right. You know, like and j- just because of how important he is to to the team and, and to the fan base. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I would have rather dumped all that stuff and, and kept, kept Klinger. So, I don't know. Hopefully no Patrick Kane deal happens, uh, but that's sort of where rumors are at. 
Yeah, to me, it just seems red flaggish. Like yeah. it, it seems like eye candy, and we we front load a lot. Um, whether I mean, I guess if if we had to make a deal, I would be okay with going a prospect or a pick, but not something that involves one or more of each. And right. then to me, it still seems just danger zone. Like, like you said, I mean, he's he was there for all three of Chicago's cup runs. Like he's been with that organization for what, like 12 years now, 14 yeah. years now, like forever. him and Taves have been there the whole time. Like he's, he's a seasoned hockey player, like, yeah. and still great, like obviously, great. but it, it's very easy. I feel like to get in that Ryan Suter type situation where we're like, Oh yeah, here we go. Let's, let's sell the farm for this guy on the front half. And he comes out and, you know, he produces 50 points on the season and that's it. We're like, oh, well, that's great. You know, we got absolutely nothing out of this. And then, of course, they'll have a no trade clause or no move clause. Just yeah, like absolutely. Yeah. Hats and we're just saddlebagged yeah. with it for the next three years. Like, no thanks, guys. Like, yeah. So I'm not saying he's going to fall off, but it's just, you're talking about, you know, like I said, I mean, you're over 10 years into this league. Like, yeah. I'll take him out as a coach. Yeah. <laughs> you <do> that? yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm for that but yeah we bitched about the suitor contract numerous times and then i guess none of us really paid attention to the the fine print and that there's that there is the no trade clause yeah like damn we gave him that money for that long and then we're just like no no yeah we, agree. we will not them. trade you unless you yeah. you give us the okay like Solve the fucking wound, just make it worse. Yeah. That's bad. Think about bad contracts to get all over Stars Twitter. The they see a lot of well, hockey Twitter, not even Stars Twitter, but like the hate for Sagan, the like hyper criticism for Tyler Sagan because uh, he's getting 13 mil this year, uh, which is a lot. That's a lot. I mean, eight million is in a signing bonus, but still, I mean, his actual base salary is only five. But yeah, he's getting 13 mil this year. And that's you know, yeah, hockey Twitter's going for his head. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know why. I don't know why he became a target. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just, it was like it was what it was just out of the blue. Like I don't know, I don't know who Nothing was behind it all that. No, I don't know who was behind all that. But um, yeah, there was it was a very clear attempt to to smear Sagan's name. I mean, he's come back from injury like last year, and he had a new line every week, yeah. every game almost. Like I, I'm sorry, like. I don't think it's warranted. Um, I think he's going to play much better this year. I think he's going to. You're going to see the numbers, you know, better this year, obviously. Um, but let's just pump the brakes on the Sagan, Sagan smear right now. Um, he's getting paid a lot of money and gave him a big contract. Um, you know, look. I mean, on paper, he's technically making more than Connor McDavid is, and we're not getting that production out of him. So it looks bad. But have faith. There's nothing yeah. we can do about it. So just have faith. <laughs> yeah, because it, it's it's hockey Twitter that's fucking just coming after yeah. you. But like all the stars Twitter, which we say go look, mm-hmm. go join, is like whoa, 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 whoa. Y'all don't know what this guy's been through and what he's still yeah. doing. Like he's doing great for what all he has been and what he's still dealing with. So like all the doubt is like, what the hell just happened? Like, yeah. What is this? <laughs> yeah, I don't know where it came from. It was weird. It was really weird, but it felt very intentional. I don't know if somebody else is just trying to get a bigger contract. You're going, hey, uh, I'm leaving that guy. He's making 13 million this year. Like, I'm done everybody about it. 
No, uh, shit. Come after the really shooter contract if you want to bash exactly. Dallas exactly. <laughs> But Jeez. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, like the shooter contract, as far as like cap it wise, is it terrible, terrible compared to some of the other things we have on the book? But like his play is just his play in his age is what makes it hurt so bad. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I mean, Sake is 31, Suter's 38. Like, that's a big difference in legs. In leg yeah. years, it's like a, like, like a two decades, you know? So, yeah. like, that's a, a pretty pretty big deal. And, you know, and they don't play – obviously, they don't play the same position either. But the suit contract just hurts. Every time I look at it, it's just disgusting. And we're going to talk about it a lot. Well. <laughs> it's, well. it's just not going away. Yeah. Especially when we start getting these, like, you know, the lines, the line charts, depth charts and stuff coming out. We'll start seeing that here pretty soon because – I mean, their their preseason starting what in September? I think their their preseason. Yeah. So they're gonna start gearing up. Like they're gonna have start training camp here in a couple of weeks. You know, so we're gonna be able to kind of see any of our prospects moving up. You know, like kind of how the line makeup's gonna be. You know what what uh DeBoer's doing. I'm I'm excited about it. It's gonna be good stuff. But oh yeah, but yeah. Like well, we got to fill that last defensive hole, and then. Uh, and then we'll get we have to get these the Otter and Robo contracts done. So I just yeah, think you know, we're just waiting, we're waiting for that last piece, and then we'll see the signings. I bet they all come out the same time. That'd be my bet. Could see. They'll have they'll have a news dump. Like, oh yeah, we traded for whoever, not anyone but Patrick Kane. And then <laughs> here's Robo and here's Otter's contract. Like we're good. So you might clear that up. Yeah. <laughs> And again, if we have to move someone to trade someone, then that may that may affect their contracts, you know, for the better. You know, if we can, like, if we could drop Kudobin's uh, contract, like that does free up some money for Jake. Oh yeah. You know? Or or free up somebody for in front of Jake, which I'm sure he would be just as happy with. <laughs> so, I mean, that's why I think we have those contracts aren't out yet. But we'll it's a lot of moving parts. I'm surprised it's gone like. NHL free agency is still going on, and there are still – I mean, it's been in a lull for, like, you know, two weeks, but it's – like, there's a lot, of, a lot of people still moving, a lot of people that don't have homes yet. So, that's exciting. Hockey's exciting. Getting to a good time of year. Baseball wrapping up, and then all the three ramping up. It's – September, October is just fucking phenomenal. Best time. Best time ever. Oh, it is. Uh, I mean, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have every sport going. Yeah. I mean, there's every sport going. Especially with the, the baseball being delayed two weeks. Like, we're going to get regular season games in October now. Yeah. So, we'll have every team playing on all our sports in October. It's going to be hell of a time. Hell of a time. No shit. Uh, moving on to baseball. Um, West Coast road trip coming to a fucking end. Thank God. Those are just absolutely miserable. Um, that's my biggest takeaway from being in the – I don't know. I bitch about it year in, year out. Why are we in the AL West? Dallas is just fucked in sports geography. Mm-hmm. We're just everywhere. But in baseball, where we have the most games, we're in the West. So 50 times a year, we're playing games at 9 o'clock at night in the middle of the fucking week. But Oakland kicked the shit out of us. Um they suck, but then they turn around and swept the Astros, so they're just hot. Not going to bitch too bad. Um, Seattle was fucking good and just got better. Yeah. Um, and then the Angels are just a gigantic shit show, probably worse than us. But 
out of those three, we've dealt with Houston for a while now. We've talked about our rebuild. This is about to turn into, and Houston may stick around because they, I mean, they got a pretty solid farm system. They got some young pups too. Uh, but like looking into the near future, Houston, Seattle, and Texas is about to be a fucking slugfest between those three for that division. Uh, Seattle's looking scary at the moment. They may be. I know the Yankees are fucking good, but they may be the best team in baseball after that. <laughs> that had a moment. real, they had a moment. real good week. Well, until until uh, Julio is now going to the IL. Yeah. So that just killed them. But they just added uh, Castillo from the Reds, so like they have the best rotation. They got young pups with just it's they're going to be a force to be reckoned with for a while because with what they gave up and they said that the Rangers were involved in those talks too with the Reds. He's on contract for next year, but it's the same thing. And it's so weird that this year it's been a big deal. It hasn't been just all rentals. It's guys for the next year or year after that you want to extend. That's, that's been huge with this year's trade deadline. It's not just complete rentals where fuck it. We're going to go win. We'll be done with it. He can go about his way. So many people are looking for past that. And the Reds got a haul for him. Yeah. So what did that just do to the trademark? I mean, did that just make everybody else more expensive? I hope with, not. With what they got in return, man, I I mean, Luis Castillo is great. He's a great pitcher. And I get what Seattle's doing, but. It's very hard pressed to not say that the Reds didn't come out on top of that deal. Like they, oh, yeah, they cashed in. So, Jeez, but yeah, I mean, I think I think it makes everything more expensive. Like, is because you have teams for the last ten years in the AL West, 10, 15, 20 years that haven't been contenders that are now becoming contenders. Like that's just that. I mean. That's that's sports economics right there. Like the cost of the sport now goes up. Like once once teams that weren't good start getting better, like everything becomes more expensive. Yeah, their their players are good now. Like you know, there's probably not a time like honestly, probably since the kid that we can say like, oh yeah, Seattle has a prospect that we're like that everyone's in fear of. You know? Yeah. Like and now we're. We're back to like we we literally were tweeting it within like seconds of each other the other day. Just like I already hate J Rod. Yeah. <laughs> All like right. It's within within a minute. Like it was seconds. Yeah. There was both of us like I hate this guy already. Yeah. Just <laughs> just already. And like that's just that's what I mean. Over the last two to three years, we've seen the Toronto Blue Jays like they're rebuilding and like. That was never a thing. Like you, you never heard of the Expos or the Blue Jays being legitimate contenders, and now they've surpassed the Red Sox in the AL East. Like now, it's it's just completely different. Like baseball has gone full circle. So I think the price of everything is going up. Like we even set a trend to that. Um, like this off season when we went out and spent half a billion dollars. Like, yeah, it's. Wow, I mean, we set it more in like a long-term schematic. Like we're like, 
oh yeah, we're locking down for years to come. But I think even like you said, like we're seeing people that are like, hey, if we get something out of this year, cool. But we're like, we're investing in the next two years. So. So, so speaking strictly Rangers, we got what, like 50 hours before the deadline, mm-hmm. roughly uh, 49, somewhere around there. What, what do we do? Are we, which also baseball in general, but the Rangers in general, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, I mean, we could just hold everything and not do shit. Yeah. Or we could turn around and somehow make the Juan Soto trade. Like, which I, there's already more news came out today that it's kind of limited down to three teams. We're not one of them. But that's how baseball and how the Rangers even so go. Like, we may just go quiet through the night and not do a damn thing, or we make the biggest fucking splash possible. Yeah. Like, what, what, what do you think we end up doing? I think, honestly, for us, and I may be completely wrong about this, but I think we just I, – I don't think that we do anything huge. I don't know that there's a market out there for us. We, we hit it big in the draft of pitching, and we always say, you know, those are, those are players we're not going to see for like two or three years. But we've also talked about Cole Wynn. We have Reagans. We have, I mean, we have plenty of pitching prospects as well. Um, I, I really, I don't, I don't see us like moving mountains to go get someone like, we talked about it last week, like the way that Ezekiel Durand and Josh Smith have played, like that, that has cashed in huge for us because they've done exactly what we talked about, you know, six months ago when we were, at all this CBA stopgap, like we were like, oh, you know, that this whole season is going to be about people that can eat at bats and eat innings. Like, and that's what those two are doing. It doesn't matter. Um, same thing with Eli White before he went out. Same thing with Brad Miller. Like, it didn't matter. We were like, hey, we need you to play here today. They're like, all right, cool. So I don't, I don't really know that we go out and we hit heavy for something, especially if we're not in the Soto talk. About, um, I think he's, he's a great player, but I don't. There's just something about not just the way they play, but the way that they carry themselves that I'd like about Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. Like, I like the way that they lead the clubhouse, and not I'm not saying Juan Soto couldn't do that. Um, I just really like the demeanor that they have. They're no like they're just those guys you don't ever hear about for the wrong reasons, so um. What? What what I've seen is they keep saying that we're buyers because we're trying to buy for the future, which is wild that that's not often. And there's multiple teams trying to do it this year. That's just it's just weird. Um, normally, you see those trades for those rental pieces who are free agents at the end of the year. So we haven't talked about selling. We've hit it on the Perez wanting to stay here that we want to keep him here. I like Perez. We've seen him before in the past. He came back this year as a Ranger, having the best year of his career. But talking to extension with him. I don't know why. He's peaking at 31. He's finally having a, a good year, an ace year. And now we're talking about giving him this money. I don't want to do that. How long can he keep this up? So why not trade him while the value is there? Get at least one good prospect in return that is close to big league ready, who can build with us, be ready to go in the next couple of years. But they – Whatever the starting number was for both sides, neither one agreed because those those talks have come to a halt. Um, 
So they said they want to keep him around, but that's one I will not be shocked that if a team just comes in that needs an extra arm, hey, we're making a playoff run this year. Like, we're trying to go win. We need one more solid arm. I know you're not wanting to get rid of me, but here's this package. Okay, worth listening to. And there could be a package out there that's worth selling. But that's one I got to – I feel like I would try to find a deal. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But I would try to. The other one, Matt Moore. Matt Moore, I don't think is – I think he's pitched his last game as a Ranger because they already said he's thrown so much this week that he's probably done for the next two days. So Matt Moore is the one that almost feels like he's probably for sure gone. Um Relievers, you don't really get a whole lot in return, but you may get something back. Um, on that, does Joey come back as a Ranger? Does that I don't happen? know. Because it's got to be cheap. Oh, we're not cheap. we're not giving them shit in return. Yeah, very cheap. But who says who says a deal like a Matt Moore? For Joey, but also we want you to cover half his contract for the rest of the year because he's a free agent at the end of the year. So just to get rid of him, because, I mean, his time's done. They got Ben Attendee. Yeah. They're looking to offload him somewhere. And they said, I believe the Padres and somebody else, but the Padres aren't going to make a move until Soto makes a move because they're one of the three in on that. So why not? Here's Matt. We'll take Joey but you're going to cover part of that contract. We're not paying for all of it. Then you get Joey back, get his feet wet, get him back welcome to Texas. Hey, you're back home, relax, chill. We're not fucking crucifying you. Like, let's get you back to who you were, back in your comfort zone. And then we'll talk money in the offseason. Like, why not? Who says that don't happen? I mean, are, I think that – Are we against that? I don't, I don't hate it. If – if, if it's like you said, I mean, especially even the – I'm sure the Yankees are at an all-time high right now. They're one of the best records in baseball. They're smashing the ball. They have a great lineup aside from the whole Gallo, all of that. So if we do make a deal, like you said, for, you know, Perez or – that, I mean, that could be what they're missing is that fifth guy when they're like, oh, yeah, you know, we think we're going to make a run this year. Uh, Martin Perez is our guy, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like you said, we've already, theoretically, I mean, we've replaced Joey Gallo because they went out, they got Ben Attendee, that awkward shit where he, like, flew up there with the Royals and, like, never left with the team and all that weird so shit. Weird. Like, <laughs> this is so yeah. weird. Uh, but, like, yeah, I mean, if, if all it costs us is an arm and we're not making a push this year – it does, I mean, to me, it doesn't hurt. Like, people can sit there, and we've talked about it multiple times, like, the the surface-level statistics you look at in baseball, like, granted, even below that, like, F4, stuff like that, like, Joey Gell still does not have impeccable numbers. But I cannot entertain an argument with someone who argues with me about baseball strictly off a of batting average. I, right. I, I can't do it. I just – I can't do it. Like, if you want to talk to me about other stats – um, that that's fine. If you want to talk to me, even just about war, like when you have to talk about F war or anything like that, but like, then, then I can have a conversation with you. If you just want to say, oh, fucking 
that guy is worse than Jeff Mathis because his batting average is lower than Jeff Mathis. <laughs> like, I, I can't have that conversation with you because there's so much more that goes to it than that. So you can't – Eli White is one of my favorite examples of that. Like, you yeah. can't – Eli White's war is almost over one, and his batting average very rarely gets above 200. <laughs> but the, the, the role that he plays on a team – sometimes for just one or two plays a game is impeccable. That's why his yeah. wins above replacement is so much better. So I just – Well, if I'm talking to the Yankees about Perez, I'd also be talking to Perez and like, hey, man, like – because the Yankees probably wouldn't extend him, right? They're going to get the rental year to his contract. He still would be UFA next year. And so I, mean, I think you could easily make a sweetheart deal with Perez. Like, hey, we're going to trade you to the Yankees, arguably the best team in baseball. Don't forget about us, you know, come November, December, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, get, get, get your title, get your ring, enjoy all that New York has. Them. Don't sell your house here. Just go up there and enjoy New York. Get yourself yeah. a little condo. And then, you know, do your best in the postseason. Then we'll, we'll – and then let's talk, you know, type of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I, th I think if you send him to a contender like that, and he's, you know, and he's, again, he'll probably be, what, maybe fourth in their rotation. Um. I mean, as a lefty, I mean, he could even be third, I guess. Um, but, like, you know, he could play a big part in the Yankees. I, I think the Yankees would have some, you know, definitely pique their, their interest. And if they could dump Gallo on us, I'll take him back for sure. I'm with you guys even, on that if, one. even if you double up on it, like a, uh, what was it, a Gibson-Kennedy trade that we did with the Phillies a couple years ago. Uh -huh. Moore and Perez to the Yankees. Yeah. And then we'll we'll take Joey. And we're gonna we're, we'll take a prospect off your hands. So now you got a strong lefty that'll join your rotation that can get you six, seven innings. And now you got one of the best in the game this year, who I, I might be the bias in me, but kind of had a chance of being an all-star and Matt Moore as a reliever. Oh yeah, um, who has a sub two ERA. So now you're getting. A guy that can go seven innings for you, easy, with that fucking lineup, and then turn around and you have a strong lefty out of the pen also. Yeah, give us Joey back, and we'll take a prospect off your hands. Why the fuck not? I would love that. And if they're eating half of Joey's contract, they may not even need the prospect, honestly. I mean – If we give them both, I want one. Yeah, well, if we give them both and they're eating half the contract, that's – it's almost like getting two players, right? yeah. a player for half off. Um, but, you know, I'd be okay with either one of those. But, I mean, a package deal may be what they're looking for. And I think Matt Moore would have made the All-Star game if, like, the storyline all year hasn't been how bad the Rangers' bullpen is. <laughs> yeah. Like, like he's the shining star, and he's under two ERA. Like, he was doing great, but, like, you're attached to the, probably the worst bullpen in baseball. So, it's like, well, he's probably not an All-Star, you know, like – I think that that kind of hurt him. But I think he, he put up all-star numbers. He had better yeah. numbers than some of the guys that got selected. So he's just on a team with a notoriously bad bullpen who, I mean, all year has blown leads in the seventh inning, sixth inning. You know, had a reliever come in and give up five runs. I mean, that's like just been the story of our season. And so it's just hard to look at a reliever from that bullpen and be like, oh, that guy's really good. But, yeah, but and we also have a really good track record with transactions with the Yankees. As mm -hmm. much as I hate the fucking Yankees, 
there's something about deals that go down between Texas and New York that normally work out very well for us. And a lot of times actually very well for them. That's one where when those two make a trade, it normally pans out for both sides. So that's, yeah, that's, that's my thing. Like I'd love, and I think John Daniels has developed this too. Like in my personal opinion, I the Steinbrenners are not good at making baseball deals. They're not. They have no, like, in, in my eyes, they don't have any type of long-term vision. Like, they're very typical. Like, this is why they're such a good fit for owning the Yankees and managing the Yankees because they're just like Yankees fans. They're very in the moment. Um, they, 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 they gave us two of their, like, the most recent deal we've done with them. Look at how well that's paid off for them. They gave us two of their better prospects for Joey Gallo because they were like, we need a bat. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen with John Carlos Stanton and his repeated injuries and blah, blah, blah. We need a bat. We need a bat. We have a short porch in left field. Joey Gallo is going to thrive, blah, blah, blah. We'll give whatever we have to do to get the team to win this year. And maybe that does pan out. Maybe that, maybe they do win. Uh, it's not going to be because of Joey Gallo. And in my opinion, it costs him a lot. And I think oh, Jay, yeah. like, I think JD understands that. And he's like, so when it comes time to make a deal, especially with him, much like you being prospect minded, that's the first place he looks. He's like, yeah. Oh, what do, what do the Yankees need for their next 20 games? And, and what can I get from them? Well, the so, Yankees place no value in their prospects. Correct. Because they're Zero. spending money on starters. Yes. Like they don't need it. Like them, them having a farm system, system really is just for show. Yeah. They got the money to buy whoever they need. So their farm system is literally just pawns that they can use to trade. And so you look over there, JD looks over there and says, uh, oh, yeah, they actually got some talent. They'll never use them or care. They probably don't get reports. There's no way the sniper is going to report anything going on in the farm leagues at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they, they, they have to be reminded that they have to pay the light bill for some of those stadiums. You know, hey, uh, by the way, you own other teams too. Like, <laughs> by the way, I don't know if you remember that. Uh, so, oh, I'm with you. I think it's a good fit uh, for Perez. I think we, if we can get Gallo Joey back, happy with that. But, um, but I really, I really think that that might be where you. That might be who you're calling first, at least. Oh yeah. Um, my Texas Heat. I'm, I'm sticking with it. It's, it's Chris and John. Uh, it's trade deadline week. Like we said, we're. 49 hours away. So trade deadline, it don't matter, buyer, seller, it's always exciting, but it's always big on them. So those two, they're they're feeling my heat. I'm sure they're feeling it off the phone calls they're already making um, and receiving. So that's my heat for this week. Then, boys, let's see what happens by Tuesday. What do you got, Lars? Uh, my Texas Heat still, I mean, it was last week, will be this week, Jim Neal uh, still, just because we don't have any Robo or Otter news. Like, yeah. there is no question. They are our future. They deserve good money. You got to think they're both looking at four to five million a year, you'd imagine, which is why, like like I said earlier, you know, like that's part of the way they're waiting on the trade stuff because that would fill up their cap without filling the defensive hole. So I think they're both worth that. Nothing's happened. And they've just been so tight-lipped about everything that, like, we don't even know where anyone's leaning, which is probably strategically pretty good, but kind of leaves us out in the dark. So 
Um, if you're not going to tell me what you're thinking, I'm just going to assume it's not good. So you're in a tight seat for me. Yeah, mine. I'm going to go with the bullpen, and we just we fit on it off and on all year. Uh, we've talked management, we've talked front office, we've talked to other teams. Like my, mine is just like end of the day. Like these guys are professional level pitchers. Honestly, aside from Matt Moore, like we haven't had anyone consistent. Uh, we gave up five last night in the bottom of the eighth. Like, and, and it doesn't matter if it's left, right, young, old. You know, uh, we have Jonathan Hernandez coming back. Like, um, I'm, I mean, not on the catastrophic level. Like, I wouldn't dare to equate it to like 2010, 2011, but like, I'm still haunted by the Emmanuel Clause trade. Like, every single day I open my phone up and he's throwing 103 mile an hour cutters. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm still just sad about that. I don't even we got know one Corey, inning out of that. Yeah, I don't even know if Corey Kluber's still alive. Um, <laughs> so that's very disheartening. Uh, but it's just a bullpen. It's all just like Brett Martin was the guy last night. Uh, it, there, there's not one thing or another. It's, you know, we've talked about Taylor Hearn struggling. We've talked about using an opener. Like, uh, I mean, aside from Matt Moore, like Matt Bush is really the only person that's had some sort of like, legitimate consistency here lately like uh and it's just like that's that's the kryptonite to the rangers right now like we can hit the ball we have prospects like i like i'm in love with how good of a player josh smith is for this team like we've talked every angle of this like we said we were going to do before baseball season started we said when like when the bulk of baseball season gets here we're going to dissect this we've dissected cole calhoun and his leadership we've dissected young prospects we've dissected pitching and like that's where it always goes south is the bullpen so we've tried using openers we've tried you know it's we've we've tried everything from matt bush starting a game to colby allard starting a game to i mean you just it's, it's got to be the bullpen. There's at some point those guys, which I'm sure they're probably getting the heat consistently because we have a great pitching, like we have a great pitching system. So they probably understand that um, these shenanigans are real short lived. Oh yeah. We got two more months of it. Cause I mean, obviously that's not going to get any better at post deadline. Yeah. Um, my lone star, I'm going to roll with it just because he may be gone. Martin Perez, I mean, he's been phenomenal. Um, this year has been unreal from him. Like I said, we have saw him in the past as a Ranger for like four or five years at that time. Great ground ball guy. Got double plays out the ass. But never been an ace. Never been a superstar. And this year just came in and just – he wasn't even supposed to be the guy. Supposed to be John Gray, which John Gray has been great. But Perez has came in this year and been absolutely phenomenal. Um, he's my lone star because he may be gone in the next five minutes. But we don't know if it's if time comes to an end. Appreciate you for this year. Maybe we'll see you back uh, next year if you do get dealt. I hope, I hope you get dealt. I mean, that sounds shitty. But for the business side of it, I hope it happens. But Martin Perez, my lone star. Hell of a year. Yeah, my lone star is probably, I have to say, James Washington. Uh, Cowboys practice. Uh, there's been a lot of highlights from him. Um, I like I like seeing him getting in there uh, and just 
I'm, you know, working out because they have them on some seam routes. I would Dak looking for him. Um, so to me, he's, he's showing out pretty well at my camp. Uh, looks like he's really fighting for that, you know, number two spot with Gallup being out. So I like to see kind of how that progresses. And uh, um, I think he's been, like I say, he's, he's been showing good hands at camp. Uh, so if I can continue and uh, then like, I mean, it'll make me feel a lot better about the wide receiving core. Uh, so, you know, if he, if he keeps showing out like he has, like he has this week, I think that uh, I would sleep a lot better when the regular season kicks <laughs> off. But uh, with the Gallup mystery out there, like it's, it's just nice to see some, some quality hands, you know, in the wide receiving core, you know, somebody else to, to counter out uh, CeeDee Lamb. So, so that's my lone star for, for now. For this like week, I can't. <laughs> so. um, me just doubling back. Same thing, working with pitching. Uh, the, the flip side of the coin, I'm going to go Spencer Howard. <laughs> it's like good it. the other day. Um, it's a small start. It's five innings. But uh, regardless of how you want to break it down, I mean, uh, I mean, he's, he's throwing against Shohei. Uh, pitching and hitting, that, that's still a good lineup. I mean, they, they just don't have it together. But you're still looking at, you know, Shohei. You have Trout. I mean, you have a great lineup. And I was really torn between him and Nathaniel Lowe um, just because it seems like Nathaniel Lowe's really got his hands going lately. Um, he's, he's, he's really hitting the ball. Uh, but in a, in a doom and gloom organization where we're always trashing pitching, I mean, Spencer Howard came out and it's, it's not even a quality start, but the way that we've been trending, like it's a quality start. So. It's a quality Rangers start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so to, give up, to give up three hits, I mean, nothing earned. Like, I'll take that, yep. especially hey. with where we're at. Yeah. Get some of that dominant experience, good outings, just build off of it. Build for the future, brother. Yeah. But I think that's about it, unless y'all got anything else to wrap up with. Nope. Rangers in know. right now. Yeah, not until uh... – <laughs> there we go. And not until direct, <laughs> not until direct is straight to the the maps. <laughs> well, shit, never gonna, never gonna happen. But Stay <laughs> tuned. Uh, trade deadline's gonna be wild, um, and we'll definitely have more next week. So, we'll see y'all. Peace.